Welcome back to the Love, Truth, and Power podcast. In today's episode, men explore the missed opportunities and fears as they continue the conversation in part two of Searching for My Father. Thanks for joining us. Let's get into it. Okay, so so like I was saying, I, I, was, I was very present um, in, my, in, in my children's lives coming up, and I was... Ref- uh, reflecting on how we could be absent and still present and in the time of my in coming up my kids I believe I was because of job and work and you know I would use you know recreational stuff you know what I'm saying so you miss a lot of stuff and then my son was about nine or ten years old and I realized you asked me what would he say I I had to change because he he literally soaks up everything I say and do. You know what I'm saying? When I tell you that, I mean literally like, and so some of the things that I was carrying over, I had to let go because I wanted him to come up better. You know what I'm saying? And so um, what my son would say is that dad is probably very, very present because I'm I'm present in a way where you'll get tired of me being too present because I want to know. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. I want to know things because it's questions that my dad never asked. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm the, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Conversations that him and I have is questions that me and my dad never had because he never talked. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, and so that's, that, that's what I would say about it, man. He's about to be 21, man, and yeah, man, and, and like to to put it all into perspective, <laughs> he was, he was one when these guys met. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. One years old, yeah. man. You know what I mean. He yeah. was probably the same age you was when I met you. That's crazy. You, you know what I'm saying. And so, um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, in your fatherhood role. Who has been instrumental in you assuming the responsibility of your family as a young father and as a more experienced father? In your fatherhood role, who has been instrumental in you assuming the responsibilities of your fatherhood role? As a young father, that's the only question you can answer. <laughs> and as an experienced father. And I'm going to start with Mr. Page. I knew you would. I need you. Yep. And, and what I'm about to say is probably going to, um, it's probably going to blow your mind. Mm. Um because the way my conversation have gone throughout this um, night, it was my father. Mm. Mm. And here's why I say that. My mom taught me to and raise me to be a man but when I look at how my 
what my and 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 y'all gonna have to excuse me. I know you use the word father in the letter, but that that ain't that ain't my word. My daddy was what I he gave me showed me the path that I didn't want to go. That's a good analogy, yeah. Mm. So, that's why I give him that. Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to be a part of my kids' life, my family life. I wanted to be there for them. So, he was the instrumental piece. According in accordance with that question, yeah, yeah. yes. And 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 I know it 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 because it, and again I still I harp on um, what my mom did, but that was a lesson that I learned from him. Mm. What not to do, mm. not so much as what to do. And it 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 it, it worked. Um, I would have to say uh, both my mama, my mother, and my father, man, both of them, um, because you know, twenty plus years, you know, until somebody leave this earth, that's that's unspeakable, you know. So they they really showed me that life is not all peaches and cream, like it's ups and downs. You gotta stick beside people. That's why I'm with my girl now, you know. Mm. So <clears throat> I look to grow with her, you know. Wow. How old are you? I'm uh, 26. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's a great statement from a young man at yeah, your right. age. Uh, and I speak that I'm from experience. Huh? That's not what y'all think. But it's, you know, it's a, it's a lot of factors that go into it. Of course it does. Yeah. yeah. You know, as far as like, I got a lot of cousins that's. You know what I'm saying? I got a cousin that's probably gonna get life in a few. So it's like, yeah. You, you know see, what I'm saying? You see those type of things. You're like, yeah. I ain't got time to be. You know, that's yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. That's, for sure. Yeah. that's acknowledgement, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. As a young father, um, senior in high school, daughter, you know, not even a year old yet. Um, my wife is Caucasian, so her parents kicked her out the house, her dad, because she, you know, dating a black guy. Um, so, we, I mean, I'm had my own apartment, you know what I'm saying? And so, uh, what was instrumental, man, is I, I knew how, I know what it feels like to grow up without your biological father. And that was my driving force when I became a young dad, that I wanted to be better than that. You know what I'm saying? And no, no knock on him, I love him. You know what I'm saying? It's some, you know, you might ask me later. I hold that thought. Um, but, but um, so that was my instrument, man. Um, that and my mother and my, you know, my dad, you know, my dad, my stepdad, you know, he, um, he was there, you know what I mean? And I think what instrumental now in my older age is when I got saved and became a Christian and learned to love the Lord and learned to read my Bible and 
You know what I'm saying? And then I realized that, man, there's so much fatherhood stuff in the Bible. And so, whether you have a dad or not, you know what I mean? You can yeah. get it, you know? Yeah. And I think that's, outside of, outside, you know, that has been instrumental in my older years. Raising my kids and just helping me heal from, you know, we all got childhood trauma from something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And it even helped me, like, like now, I told y'all, like my, my and, and my dad, because like now we talk on the phone every Sunday, nonstop. I'm gonna call him at eight o'clock every Sunday. I know I can get him to talk at least on every Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Because he's not a talker. You know what I mean? And so, but you know, so and that that helps a lot too. But yeah, God, man, that's for me. That's in my older years. That if I answer the question, correct. Yeah, you know, um, Mr. Fries. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback a little bit off of uh, uh, Mr. Page. Um, the fear of failure uh, for me, um, seeing what failure looked like from my perspective, from my father, mm -hmm. uh, drove me to, to to the responsibilities of of giving 110 yep. percent and making sure my family was good. Um, wow, um, as a young man, that that's what drove me. That's it. Man. I didn't want to be a failure. That's it. I didn't want to be a failure. I knew what that looked like. Me too. Right? Yeah. Not, not only did I know what it looked like, I knew what it felt like. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's the key. That's the key. <laughs> I knew what it felt like. Yep. I knew yeah. the disappointment. Right? I knew the disappointment. Man, and I tell you, that drove me from when I wasn't a father, it was driving me. You know, I knew that at some point I was going to be a dad. But man, I was excited. I had anxiety. I had all of that. Nightmares. Nightmares of not. That's a true assessment. <laughs> it is. Of, 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 of failure. Yeah. You know? This is my DNA. This is my father. Don't get it twisted when I talk about him. I'm sharing. Mm -hmm. I loved him. Mm -hmm. I just never knew him. Mm -hmm. And me, again, us, and what I realize now, and I'm going to share with my brothers here, I was the bigger person. I knew more than him. As I got older, I knew better. Mm -hmm. yeah. And never asked a question until I thought about the question. Mm -hmm. I knew better than him. I knew, yeah. like you said, he only did what he knew. That's it, yeah. yeah. They only did what they knew, what they were taught. They didn't know anything. Our grandfathers showed no emotion to them. That's right. They didn't right. have that. Man's supposed to work. And work. Take care, care of your family. Take care of your family, man. That's it. Be strong. You ain't got no emotions. Yeah, you don't show no emotions. Shut up, boy. Don't cry. So he did what he, what he, he knew. Mm -hmm. You know? And again... As time go on and we grow, <laughs> that was a fear for me. Yeah. Because to me, that was one of my disappointments with my father. <clears throat> it was a mixed bag for me. Disappointment, I loved him, I wanted him to be there for me. Oh, come, mm -hmm. Actually, let's go, let's do, let's fish, let's come watch me play. Because of course I had game. <laughs> <laughs> But again, um, anything. I wanted anything. 
Yeah. As I got older, because I, all I knew was my mom at first, but as I got older, I realized who he was. Yeah. I saw him all day long. He came and took care of us. They wasn't together, but my father took care of us. And then I started to realize who he was. It's mm -hmm. my dad. Mm -hmm. You know? And him not being there. And again, and I'm not going to elaborate on this too much. All I knew about him initially was what my mother told me That's and her experience with him. That's me. Be it good, bad, negative, whatever. That's me. That's what I knew. That's, That's the initial phase of me knowing who he was. Yep. Okay? And you carry that on with and you. And I carry that on with me. I can relate. Um, yeah. And that was as a as a young father, but as a, a right now, I'm like, man, my disappointment is, whew, man, mm. me not recognizing that I was bigger than him. I knew more than him. I knew what he went through, and that we. Me, because of me, we missed out on him being a grandfather and him sharing my kids. Mm -hmm. Because me, I'm still angry. I'm not even angry. I'm not even paying attention to it, really. Mm -hmm. Right? Because it was already set in my mind of where I was at. It was irrelevant because it was all about my mother. Mm -hmm. And that was my first love. My first love. Mm -hmm. So, um... As I'm older now, man, it, it's just the disappointment of not, you know, talking to him. My father came here, but he came to my house for the first time ever, um, three months before he passed. And he stayed a week, and I took it. He had throat cancer, couldn't speak to me. My father came here and could not speak to me because he had throat cancer. I took care of him for a week. And in that week, I was 43 years old. In that week, I learned more about not just him, but our relationship, right? My father, I learned that much from him in a week. And it was so fulfilling for me. And I was so disappointed in myself mm -hmm. that I couldn't bring this heat. Another but, podcast. But you know what, though, Fry? And I'll tell you, and see, and that's a blessing that you got to do that. Mm -hmm. Because see, with my biological father, I saw him when I was 15. Mm -hmm. They lived in Atlanta. My dad was my dad was in the Army. We had just came back from Panama. I was going to the 10th grade. My grandmama put me on a bus. I went to see my grandmama because I'd just been gone for three and a half years. She put me on the bus, sent me to Atlanta. I spent a couple weeks with them, my sister and my, you know, my biological father, and then we went to Kansas, and I never saw him again until we put him in the ground February the 27th, mm. 2004. Y'all was here. Yeah. They remember yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. but I had so much animosity that when he would call my house on Fort Lee, my wife would pick up the phone, and she talked to him. I didn't want to talk to him. And then, now I'm standing over his casket, and now I'm mad at myself. Mm. Because I never got the opportunity to tell him I loved him, I hate him, I forgive him. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so that's why I said I can relate. So, so, so did it come to you? Did you speak to yourself about, you know what? I never walked in his shoes. 
Yeah. I after. never knew what he wanted. After. Was that after the fact? He was gone. After it, years after. Yeah, years wow. after. Probably, like I say, man, when I got saved in two thousand and nine, when I rededicated my life in two thousand and nine, it 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 happened then. God opened that mm. up, and so mm. now I had to learn how to let go of that pain mm -hmm. and give it to God. And so, what, what pain are you referring to? Elaborate on that. Which pain? Well, it's the pain. Was it of, the pain of missing out or not? Or the hardest part of a of a young boy that's impressionable mm. is not being whole of nothing. You know what I'm saying? So the, 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 the pain would probably be more guilt than anything. Like Fry said, I should have reached out. Mm. When he called that one Sunday and I was on the basketball court playing basketball and, and Becky came and, you know, your dad on the phone, I should have just went and got on the phone. Mm -hmm. you, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Oh. And, and so... That is the pain I'm talking yeah. about. So uh, many missed opportunities. Missed opportunities because I was being selfish. Mm. And prideful. And prideful. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm, you know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and so it it's hard when you don't get a chance to reconcile. You know, so now you gotta learn how to do it without him being here. You gotta pray, you know, talk to him, you know, and this and, and, and hope that the Holy Spirit will, you know. Yeah. And and in my grief, in my in my pain, uh, that I shared uh, uh, just with me, it's about that. Mm -hmm. It's about the missed opportunity. Mm -hmm. that, man, wow! Mm -hmm. And again, my father—he stayed a week with me. The only time I've ever been to my house, and we fought, we scuffled. Uh, <laughs> it was funny, and. I knew everything to be true about him when he said, I said, Dad, I love you. Uh, I'll see you in a, uh, I'll see you in a couple of, couple of months, you know, when I come up there to see you. And he said, son, I love you. I'm proud of you. Hmm. He said, but I won't be here. Hmm. I'm not going to make that far. I was like, yeah, whatever. See you coming, coming to get you. This is great. This is what I was looking for, and and that was July, and he died in September. Yeah. So, man, so many missed opportunities, man. And I say to to the young men out there that are angry, uh, uh, that are angry for no reason, you know, have that conversation. Yeah, man. Support specifically men of color in their fatherhood role. Uh, I think uh, increased communication. Um, think back in your day, I would say it's easier for us to maneuver now, but I think it was more. So in increased communication with with who, with what, with collaborate uh, on that. Just before. with men in general, uh, having closer relationships back then with with you guys. It was a lot of, you know, you got to run to so-and-so house, so you got to go there. But that was that was intimate. That was personal time that y'all got to spend with people and have that face-to-face -face conduct. Mm -hmm. And now it's so easy for us to just pick up a phone 
that whenever it is time to get face to face, we're a little bit timid and we're scared to be vulnerable with men just because we're so used to being behind a, a text message or we're so busy being behind a phone call that 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 confrontation initially face to face we shy away from a lot of times. So so are you saying it's still a stereotype of men afraid of being vulnerable? Oh for sure. Men? For sure. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Especially and I think it gets it's gotten worse with our generation because it's it's more so like we don't have to communicate face-to-face we can text everything mm. so even if it's even if it's that's with my a, parents like, assessment right there we yeah. up, we upstairs my mom could my mom could be in her room and i'm downstairs and she texts me she's like turn up and on three uh 325 and i'm like all right cool i won't even respond sometimes or i like her message i don't got to say anything she don't have to say anything to me and it still gets done but at the same time that intimate like face-to-face and you, personal connection it's funny let me pause thank you yeah. audience you said that you didn't respond mm-hmm. and that it was intimate, it was good. We would have got our ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> we would have responded to our mother and said, Yes, my God, I'm going to turn the stone off. It, it's, well, and, and that blew me away. Yeah. Boy, didn't I tell you to turn that stone off? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And you saw it as, you know, I didn't respond to her, but we have an understanding. Yeah. Right? So like and said, that was. Yeah. He said, I like the message. Correct. And so, wow. And and that's where communication has been. Has, has gone Absolutely. To, Absolutely. To it changed the conversation. There is no conversation. It changed. Yeah. Right? Uh, oh. There is no conversation. Wow. So now you have, wow. now you have a bunch of. Like I said before, now you have, it's the difference between a man and a male. Man, I need to save you. You be quiet. I need to save you. But to, you but, know, I'm coming to you. But to piggyback I need a little you. bit off of that, yeah. too, also, like, it was a, it was kind of a culture when y'all were growing up, too, to eat at the table with your parents <laughs> or your family. Yes, like, that's what I grew up with. My parents was like, well, when I got older, it changed to, all right, you're going to eat here at least once a week. Absolutely. But, Whenever I was growing up, every single week, yeah. we having that face-to-face conversation. Yeah, actually, there is no, all right, when you finish your food, you can walk up. May I be excused from the table? Like, if they're done talking, yeah. they'll let you know when you can leave. But we don't necessarily, everybody that's watching this doesn't have that necessarily intimate uh, connection with their parents <laughs> that we need, right. especially yeah. men. And, uh, uh, Nate, can you piggyback off that? Can you, can you? Can you piggyback off what he's saying? The, What's your assessment? I'm with Mike with the, the, like the message. Thing. My room is right next to my mom's room, so a lot of times she'll just knock on the wall. I'll go in, and yes, man, what do you need? And then it's a brief. It's brief. I'm very. That's how I've always been. I'm brief with everybody. It's okay. What do you need? Boom. And then when I feel like talking, I talk. Other than that, it's I'm in my room most of the day. She'll come in, check on me. That's it. That's interesting. You said when you feel like talking, yeah. you talk. I'm leaving my my, my my veterans over here for a reason. But the, so, that's became the older I, the older I got. Mm-hmm. Being what I went through, I, I bottled that up myself. But my mom was still coming in. She knows. My mama knows. So I can never say she's like, what's wrong? I can never say nothing. She knows something's wrong, right? So so I'm going to ask the question again. Trayvon, I'm going to ask this question again. What can we do to support specifically men of color Mm -hmm. in their fatherhood role? Um, What 
what uh, um, Mr. McKay was saying, like uh, building like outreach groups and stuff for uh, fathers, man. I feel like that's that's a big thing. Those are big things, man. Like if you have an engine, man, like you know what I'm saying, your engine in your car ain't gonna stop for however long you take care of it. As long as you take care of something, it'll grow. You know. Mm. Mm. Um, Isaac, uh, is there a different support when it comes to men and boys? Yeah. Um, you know, I I, I but cause some cause now they boys are fathers. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, we have to have the conversation with them at a younger age, because they are they are accessible to more stuff, mm-hmm. more information, more information. When we was young, so is that a social media thing or just? Is well, that it's a, just is that a school thing. Is that a peer thing? Uh, is social media driving that? That's my question. I think society's driving it. Yeah. I I, I think society's driving it. Yes. So what I would say is this to to. to um, I will say this: We, you get a lot of organizations. Everybody want to start the youth group. Everybody want to talk to elementary kids. Yep. You know, and that's fine. But mm. it is a demographic. It's, 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 it's a demographic <laughs> of young African African American men. I talk to them, bro. You know what I'm saying? I, every Thursday, I'm on this Zoom call with these men and these young these young men from. From 19 to 40, 52 guy was in my last class. And they are absolutely lost on what it is to be a man and what it is to be a father. Mm. And they got kids. Mm. Society, yep. what the problem is, these young black men don't know their worth. Yeah. And so it does us no good to have podcasts and Zoom calls for 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 nineteen year old Isaac McKay who having baby mama problems. I'm just using myself as an example, and then the mother doesn't get it because she still has anger management problems, and yep. and she's so so now it's just a pattern being redone and redone and redone. And so to answer your question, we we have to do more of this. It needs to be more of us older men talking to these. The blessing is that we got these young brothers right here. Mm-hmm. They're willing to listen. Yeah. And a lot of times we do like I, you know, like you say, your dad in the neighborhood in Alabama, South Carolina, mm-hmm. same thing. Everybody just stay in their bubble, man. And worry about their little bubble. And if they if they not connected to us by DNA back in them mm-hmm. days, nobody yeah. just talked to nobody. Yeah. If it wasn't family. But now I mean, we gotta get out and we gotta talk, man, because it's a lot of men that's not men. They just young boys. Mm. They just adult males. Mm. Mm. Yeah, adult males, and I'm a man. You're not a man. You know what I'm saying? You're not a man. Hey, I want you to take that and run with it after that. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna... Um, first of all, just be an example. Mm. That's it, man. Mm. Just be an set an example. Mm. Be that light, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, for others. for others to see, you know. And 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 I mean, granted, I I I I I, I am not the most. Um, how do I say it? Don't, I, don't say it. Okay. Cause well, you are. Cause you are. <laughs> well, don't say that. What what I'm, what I'm the, the point I'm trying to make is. 
It's all about how you as a person live, treat other people. Mm, that's it right there. Mm. How, that's, mm. That right there, as we, if, as a people of color, mm-hmm. if we can just set those examples, give those, that's the best thing that we can do for our younger generation is set an example for them of what a man should be like or how we should be in society. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, I have a question, and I used to ask my kids this. Do you want to be a part of society, a product of society, or mm. just improving on society. Because mm. mm. we all are part of society. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. But what are you doing to improve society? Make it, make That's it what we mm. can do for the younger black That generation. was awesome. Right. That was awesome. I, I tell you, I also, I would say this. We also need to... Um, it needs to be more programs that can, it's a lot of young men that's, Virginia is a, you know, when it comes down to going, it's a lot of men, man, that want to be in their children's lives, but they can't because court has, Yeah. I meet a lot of them, you know what I'm saying? And they don't have the proper representation. That's why I wish Eddie was here. They don't have the proper representation so it needs to be more of those programs to help these guys, because these guys going to court by themselves because they don't have a lawyer. They get mm-hmm. up there and they get, you know, they get, yep. they get, you know, no rights and no nothing. And so now to the rest of society, they looking like they're a dead be dad, yes. but they really want to be in their kids' life. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I I see them all the time. I, yeah. I talk to them all the time. I want to be there. I, I just I can't. Here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna keep this brief because for me. Um, I can have all the answers for uh, men of color, especially my young brothers. Uh, I can have all the answers for you, but if I don't hear you, I need to listen to you. That's right. Yeah. I can come. I got a thousand answers. Yeah. But I gotta hear you. I gotta listen to you. I gotta listen. That's my thing. What can I specifically do? I have to listen. Let me hear you, because y'all ain't gonna have the same problem, right? <laughs> but. Most of us got the same solution, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So let's make it specific to what uh, uh, the young man or the men of color are talking about. Let me hear you talk to me, right? Yeah. So I can help you, because the general facade and the general answer for everybody doesn't work for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So that's short, brief, and to the point, because we're about to get into some stuff. Um, so, many of our children of color are not empowered by the education system because they are not reflected in the history books uh, wow. in a positive way because they don't see teachers like themselves. Uh, or because they are quickly labeled, expelled, in addition to that, um, they're internalized or blame themselves for the absence of their fathers. Mm. 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 Hang on. Okay. 
what would you say is something adults can do to embrace and empower children that uh, uh, have that mindset? And so, the later, the second half of that question I answered is my niece and nephews. I have two nieces, two, mm -hmm. two nephews. Um, the older two, their dad passed away. He owned um, the asthma, he had a asthma attack. So they've grown up without a father, nine and ten. Me and my brother, no, we don't have kids, but we instill that in every day as a role model. That role model they see every day. That male figure. That male figure. And my nephew, he's real at it. He's, you know, one of those kids. He visualizes everything. He's, you know, fantasy. He's ten years old. Mm -hmm. So he's liable to say anything. He goes to Amelia County, which is a predominantly white school. Mm -hmm. And history, like you said, the history books, they don't teach that. Correct. And so he, he comes home, he says, he learned this, blah, blah, blah. My, my niece, Kamala Harris, first black VP we, we had in office. She, I told him, I literally told her that night, I said, you can be the same person. No matter what, don't let nobody tell you what you can't be. Mm -hmm. And same, you know, here again with the hair, with your hair, don't, cause she want, you know, she wanted to get dressed. I said, don't tell, don't let nobody tell you, oh, your hair is ugly, or you look ugly. Mm -hmm. We have to uplift them as a, as a whole. And my mom does it, and my dad does it. Even though he's not here, we do it. We have to lift uplift them. Correct them when they're wrong. Is oh, you're stupid. No, we don't say. Don't tell your sister that. You only get one. You only get, you know, you, that's the only sister you have. That's the only brother you have. Don't say that. Because the way we treat you at home is the way we want you to treat other people as well. So if we uplift them home at here, they're going to do the same. Mm -hmm. They're going to do the same to other people. And that's how they are. My nieces and nephews, I love them to death. Mm -hmm. And that's how they are. They do. They make sure, Uncle Nate, are you okay? I can just be laying there for too long. If I'm in my room too long, they're going to come in there and check on me. Mm -hmm. And they do my mom the same way. Learn the pattern. That's just that, because that's how we, they, we, they taught us, like we've taught them because they see us do it. So growing up, they go to school the same way. And every report card, the teacher says the same thing. He's, they're such a, you know, he's sweet. She's really sweet. She's really helpful. And my niece this past school year, she was really, even in Mr. COVID, she was able to help her teacher out through all of it. She asked her questions. She asked her if she needed help with anything. Just because. That's just how she is. And she does the same thing at home. Mike, I want you to package that for me. I want you to, I want you to uh, take the curiosity of kids not seeing people that look like them mm -hmm. uh, or read about uh, people that don't look like them in school. And we, everybody hears the chatter about black fathers, right? Mm -hmm. uh, especially when kids don't have their father at home. So, so package that for me. And, and what would you say? Or what do you think uh, adults should say uh, to encourage? Um, well, first off, just being that kid, you reading in the history books about Christ Christopher Columbus mm -hmm. and all these mm -hmm. other white people. And have nothing to do with us. And you don't hear any context behind it. You just hear how great they are. It kind of in invokes that feeling of, do I belong here? Like, or am, am I in the right place? Because I've all through the history books it seems like white people or other people have built this country and we just out of, out of nowhere just popped up out of nowhere we had nothing to do with this country so I think 
what um what we're gonna have to start doing is really at home uh cherishing and acknowledging the history of black people like in whether that's just family history or whether that's like making like Juneteenth more of a thing than the Fourth of July for black people because really that's that's our independence day. Um, for veterans, July 4th always will still be a holiday, but for, for black people, we really need to harp on the cultural history that we have and that we share with each other and just really explain the importance of it to kids and to, like Nate said, really invoke that you can be that same person and their path was as similar to yours. Like Barack Obama didn't grow up food spent, uh, spoon fed. So educate. Yeah, educate educate the kids, educate ourselves too, and just be more knowledgeable about everything that's going on. Mm. So, so Isaac, how do I convince that child that that what they're reading and being taught in class that is not true, that it's more to the story than that? How do I convince that child uh, that she's beautiful, he's beautiful, he's wonderful, and that he is not the reason or, or the instinct that dad's not there. That dad's not there? That dad's not there. First, first I would say um, we, we have to show them their worth. With young, with, I'm, I'm assuming we're talking about young kids of color. Correct. And so, you know, like I said earlier, it is a plethora of information. You know what I mean? The problem is, we as parents think that it's up to the school to teach our kids. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I remember, I love history. I remember going to my son's school. But how do you combat that when your child is being taught that and then she comes home? That's what I'm about to tell you. I remember going to my son's school and it specifically for this one time it was uh, doing Black History Month and on the walls in the school it was only Virginia Black History. Mm. I think different when it comes to teaching. I'm tired of teaching about Martin Luther King mm. and Harriet. It is more history mm. that African Americans have done Absolutely. But it's going to take a parent to dig to teach them because the school is going to teach the curriculum that gets them the government funding. And we know available. that. And everything's available. It's available. So what it's going, what's going to have to happen? We're going to have to teach the kid that Juneteenth is more than a fad. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to show the kid that it does no good for me to put on the Juneteenth shirt and then march down the street and then I do nothing for black Absolutely. people for the next 364 days. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And so, Absolutely. it's stuff out there. We got to just show them different things. I watched a, a TV show on PBS that Oprah did for two hours about fathers. And she was showing all of these men that our kids look up to and how they father their kids. What we got to show these children is that dads are present. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take us as dads to grab other kids that don't have a dad mm -hmm. to do that. Me, Fry Page, we probably got 
50 surrogate kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? At the minimum. At the minimum. We pull them in because if they don't have a dad, I want them to see yeah. me as your father figure. When I used to see Nate in the gym, I'm not just going to walk by him and say, hell, you know, what up? Mm -hmm. yep. Come in, nephew. What's going on? How you doing? How you feeling? What you need? You know what I'm saying? You, we got to do more of that. And that's how we help the kids. Mm. Um, specifically to, to for them to just we got to teach them and show them and let them know that they that they are worth something and so because if you don't teach them that they're worth something they're gonna go out there and hear it from somebody else mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then now we got a whole another you know another story wow. so 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 Paige we, we can talk on uh, uh, the absence of, of, of fathers can you reflect on, on what's that feeling like, right? So how do we, how do you not carry that burden of thinking, of feeling that you're the reason that dad's not here? Uh, so I just want you to talk a little bit about what, what, what's, what's the remedy? So how do we make that child feel to understand that it really has nothing to do with you, that dad's not Well, if you remember me saying early on, the reason why I, the, when you asked me the question about my dad earlier, mm -hmm. um, what, I think it was what, what made him better, I, I can't remember exactly what the question was, but it rolls back to the parent that's there. Mm -hmm. The fact that my mom never said a bad mm -hmm. word about him, mm -hmm. wow. that made it easier for me. You know, because her, I'm going to tell you, verbatim, exact words out of my mom's mouth is, at the end of the day, that's your daddy. That's your daddy. Mm -hmm. You can't change it. There's nothing you can do about it. Whether he's here now or whether he's not here, that's still your daddy. Mm. So, as far as that's powerful too. That's the, powerful. The, 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 that's what in my mind that gets you through the fact of of their absence. You know, because I, I and I'm like Matt. I know you're going to get there, but because of that, I was able to get where I needed to be by the age of 16. Mm. Then we had, I was able to form that bond and have mm -hmm. that relationship with my dad, to be there with him, and then understand. But had my mama not instilled in me that that's your daddy, had my mama had been, and I'm, I know y'all hear this, because, you know, the young crowd today, he ain't nothing, he ain't never did nothing for you, he ain't worth nothing. That's not what she did. So because she didn't do that, it was easier for me to move on. 
That's the answer, right? There. That's what we have to do to support our community, our young blacks now, because even though they, they, they're not there, the, 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 the young mothers have to understand, you don't have to put him down. Just, just no. To make him, the thing is, is that it shouldn't be to make him irrelevant because of his absence, but still make him relevant. Mm -hmm. Even in his absence. Mm -hmm. And that's what she did for me. And that's that's good because, yeah, that, that's good. That's the answer. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's the answer right there. We, mm -hmm. And it's got to be, we got to do something. And I think in the black community, we don't deal with trauma well. Mm -hmm. We don't talk, not. we don't talk about trauma you know, we, we, we hold it in. We hold it in and, and so I think we gotta we gotta get rid of that stigma that, you know, only crazy people go see, you know, because these women so now we're talking mental mental health. Yeah. That we address, we talked about earlier, yeah, right? Yeah. And so yeah, I mean we, we have to because it does no good for you to get all the help mm -hmm. yeah, and true. the mother of your child not getting all the help. That's true. That's true. So yeah, you know, it, it, it's it, it's you can't win. Yeah. Um, I know I called on you earlier, but I'm gonna come back to you. But but, but Trayvon, I, I'm I'm curious to know uh, just just your mindset when you're hearing these conversations with us that uh, with your daughter. How do you think that you're gonna combat uh, uh, knowing that, and hopefully that will change by the time she's older. Yeah, 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 that yeah. she's not seeing people like her. <laughs> Yeah, she's not reading about people like her. So how do you carry or eliminate the narrative and carry the truth about us to her? Um, I think honestly, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little blunt with her and let her know certain things, you know, like mm. you know what I'm saying? My mm. father was kind the of me, you know, like straight <laughs> to the point, man. Cuz there's a lot of blurred lines between what really happened and what didn't happen, you know. Mm. So That's true. I just want her to understand, man, like, the world is full of a lot of false hope, like, mm. you know what I'm saying, but you gotta have your own, have your own way, and stand on your own morals, and don't break for nobody, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah, I like that, I like that. So, 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 Nate, I'm gonna come back to you, uh, with your nieces and nephews, and, and, Mr. Page being Mr. Page, uh, uh oh, my bad. <laughs> But back to your nieces and nephews, uh, uh, which you play a big part in that. Um, so how do you come at same question with it? How do you uh, combat that and address that, uh, that your nieces and nephews are not seeing people of color and people that look like them in the history books that they're being taught? Yeah, um, like I said, my nephew, he's really observing two things. He asks questions. So, and I reference this, it's crazy. The movie Pocahontas it was a prime example of what we were taught. Like Mike said, Christopher Columbus, back when we were growing up, we had the day off. Mm -hmm. And then the older we got, the truth, they, it unraveled of it's indigenous. It's indigenous. Day. indigenous. Mm -hmm. now, now it's a whole different day. So he asked what, you know, he, was, came, he came on talking about Christopher Columbus and then he watched the movie Pocahontas and he put it together himself. Mm. And he asked the question, mm. 
examples. And I, you know, feel that we can want what we want with him about it. And my sister, she was, no, no, no. I was like, no, he needs to know. They need to know the truth because they're not being taught the truth in school. Right. Because when I was in 10th grade, even at his age, fourth, fourth grade, we weren't taught. We were, we had a day off. We didn't know why, but we knew why because it's just, oh, it's Christopher Columbus Day. Now it's what's the, the truth. meaning behind the, it. Me, the real meaning behind it is in the movies he told time. Because yeah. you know, um, the Vikings was here before him. Yep. They came over they came to Maine first, you know what mm. I'm saying? And, and I wanna he, add one thing to what Mr. Page said about his mother not speaking ill about his father. Right. What and now it's crazy, I I learned the older I got. What you and you know, he, him to go through has nothing to do with the child mm. at all. So whatever yep. business y'all have going on, yep. or drama y'all have, don't interfere. Don't ruin that with the child. Nope. And I just thought about when you said it. I was like, that's a that, that's a great reason yeah. why yeah. she didn't speak yeah. ill because whatever issues she had with him or vice versa, it, it, it has nothing, it to, had do nothing to do with me. Yeah. I, you know, as a kid. You don't, you don't, you, I don't choose my parents. Mm, right. I don't choose when I come here, you know, but once I'm here, mm -hmm. then it's up to you to give me the yeah. guidance and the purpose and direction yeah. that I need. So, I, and don't take that on the kid, man. Exactly. So, I, I, I'm telling you, that's why I stand firmly on, you know, what my mom did. Mm -hmm. You know, with 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 eight kids by herself. So I, I you know, I, I keep coming back to it, and I, and I know the segment is about correct, correct. It's, it's fathers, it, it's and not bit, but you know, it, it, I, I just I, it's you know, it's, it. it's for me. Uh, hey, you know, I um, understand with her. Wow. Uh, go back to the history books, like. It's time. It's some some stuff is subjective to change, right? Mm -hmm. Like that stuff is old. Like we didn't. A lot of our black people. I know we not from LA, but they didn't got killed in gangs. There's no stuff on that to stop a kid from joining a gang when he turned yeah. 15. It needs yeah. to be taught. Yeah. There's nothing of that nature to be taught. You know what I'm saying? Like you history know. has changed over the history over the uh, last so couple of decades. But man, we're not know? teaching kids history right at home. Right. You know what I'm saying? We expect the schools to do it. Yeah, yeah. we rely too much. We rely too much on, and they can only do what you know. Them schools' hands is tied too. Right. You right. know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. And and so we have to. I think um, it's too much information out there for us to go find. Yeah. And so I, I think you know you you're gonna have to parents just have to do better at. at, at Teaching their kids about that history so that they can see, and I think now I think they I think now it's it's, it's that they see, you know, you, they can relate to people that they know. You ask most of these kids who Jay Z is, they know who Jay Z is. You can explain to them how Jay Z is a billionaire. This is where he came from. This is how he got there. Yeah. He owns businesses, and mm -hmm. they didn't see, you know, President Barack Obama, and and now they see, you know, Vice President Kamala yeah. Harris, and so. It, it's, it's stuff out there. I just think society waters down too much of what they see. Because when they turn on their favorite channel, they don't see that. When they turn on their favorite channel, they see, you know, the stuff that they want to drive into your kid's mind. And that's where it starts there, man. But, but, but it's, it's, it, it, it's all about 
involvement at the home. Yes. You can't just expect to, okay, I'm gonna dress you up, send you to school, you come back home, okay, what homework you got? You gotta check it. You know, but but if you don't really get involved in that home and really understand like, okay, well, do you really know what this means, what they're yeah. saying here? Right, right, yeah, right. yeah so, you, I, I'm telling you to answer this question, but do you really know what that means? Yeah, yeah. So, so that was my take is that I need to ask the questions to my kids. Yep. Yep. How was your day? Mm -hmm. What did you learn? Mm -hmm. And then see what was the content of your day as far as your education, mm -hmm. what was yeah. taught to you. Yeah. So I, do I need to jump in to address that? Yeah. To, to, you know, rearrange that to let you know, hey, this is what's being said here, but this is the truth. But I would hope that I would show them the yep. truth. Mm -hmm. With social media and the internet and all this stuff, let me show you what I'm talking about, so he can see it. Because mm -hmm. I know my grandson, he often charts with with <laughs> technology. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, and with any other kid, you know, if I hear that conversation uh, of a kid talking about uh, uh, the untruth and what's fabricated, what's yeah. taught to you in school, that I would jump in and that I would, you know you know, easily address uh, the child's concern, mm -hmm. even what her parents did, to yeah. talk the truth yeah. about what it was, especially uh, kids of color. And, uh, yeah. I, I got a story, man. My, uh, I'm a descendant of Matt Turner, like out of Southampton and stuff. That's where my dad from. Mm. So my, um, I remember one day, uh, it was briefly touched on him, and I went home and I uh, had asked my dad, like, because my dad, I know my dad from the area, and he was like, um, well, what they say, you know, like, and then everything you look up on him, they make him out to be a bad person. Mm -hmm. like, he did it for no reason. Mm -hmm. Like, let's be honest. Like, look at what he was going through, man. It won't mm -hmm. for no reason, you yeah. know? So, there's a lot of that stuff to get missed. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to piggyback what Trayvon said, we think mm -hmm. last year with the George Floyd situation. Mm -hmm. And granted, my niece and nephew, they're going to be they fourth and fifth grade. They, they, All these kids, we lived through it. We lived with yeah. Trayvon Martin. You guys, the Rodney yeah. King thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They lived through George Floyd, Sandra Bland, Breonna Taylor. My nephew literally, I was watching the news, and my nephew came in and he asked me, him, my niece and nephew, they asked me about what was going on. And I had to, so it was like, I had to go to my mom, because I had to take a second, like, it broke me down. I had to explain to my mom, to my nephew, like, I have to explain to my nephew that at a young age, at the age of 10, Yes. What it means. Correct. How do you process that? To be a young black man yeah. in America, you can literally do nothing. Mm. And I, so he's asking what happened. So I had to explain to him what happened. And my niece was like, oh man, he didn't do it. I said, no. And then, I'm, but my mind, my son went straight to my nephew. Mm -hmm. And that was like, that was heartbreaking that I have to explain that we had to explain that to him at the age of 10. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Wow, to, to be prepared to do yes. that, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because um, the history book won't teach you. Thank you for joining us for part two of this journey. We hope you are empowered by some of these missed opportunities to begin to build belonging with your own fathers. We hope you join us for the final part of searching for our fathers.